Welcome to the Making Meaningful Income podcast, where a job is not just a job, where we refuse to settle for mediocrity, and where you're just one thought away from creating an extraordinary life. Only you can decide what's possible, but you've got to be willing to do what it takes. Find out what your life could be with your host, Andrew Cipriano. Welcome back, guys, to episode 15 of the Making Meaningful Income podcast. I am very, very excited to be here today. This is a big topic, and I get questions on this all the time. So today, we're going to jump right in. We're talking about making good decisions. So one of the biggest questions I had when getting into the self-help industry myself was how to make the right choices. Um, And that's something I've spent a lot of time figuring out, talking to people about, doing and practicing in my own life. And I don't think that there's ever one choice. So let me just start the episode by saying that. I don't think that there's ever a right or wrong choice. I just think that there's a choice that's going to lead to results that we want and maybe a choice that will give us undesirable results. So just want to say that to start off, like kind of ease your pressure. There's no right or wrong choice. The right one is just the one you end up making. And how do I know? Because you made it, right? So we can just start by saying that and laying the pressure off. But I do have a bunch of tools that I think will help you make good decisions that will lead somewhere desirable in your life. And that's kind of my safe way of wording it. No right choice, but there's definitely a process that will set you up for making, I would say, good choices. So I'm just going to tell you about all the tools and then I'll wrap it all up at the end. So a nice little decision-making package. So here we go. Um, as you guys know, I am a huge fan of Brooke Castillo and I got trained through the Life Coach School. And one of her tools that she uses is called emotional adulthood. And I'm going to explain that to you in her words so that I don't mess it up. Emotional adulthood is when we take full responsibility for the emotions we're experiencing. This is something that most of us, in fact, all of us are pretty much told this isn't how the world works. And that's why she created the model. Because the most empowering thing we can do is take responsibility for all the things we can control, which is our thinking and our emotions. So I'm going to read right from uh, this, this section about Brooke's emotional adulthood, just so you guys can have the right words. So emotional adulthood means taking responsibility for our pain and also for our joy. Not expecting other people to make us happy. Not expecting others to make us feel secure. Appreciating that we are the only ones who can hurt our feelings and that we do so with our own thinking. So why is it so important to be an emotional adult when making decisions? Because when we are taking complete responsibility for our emotions, then we're going to make decisions that are going to benefit us the most in the long run. Taking complete responsibility for the emotions we are experiencing due to our thoughts gives us the most power when making decisions for our lives. And I want to give you an example. I think a lot of people make decisions and they blame other people or they allow other people to be responsible for that decision and their thinking and their feelings. So a lot of times when I have clients, they want to ask their spouse to verify it's a decision they can make. And I understand that that does happen sometimes and people are in relationships where that's just something they do. But I do think that sometimes people are asking for someone else to help them make the decision because they don't want to be taking full responsibility for the decision or from the emotions in case something doesn't go how they want. So if something doesn't go well, and they have a lot of emotions about it, they can just blame whoever helped them in the decision, right? They don't have to take full responsibility for the outcome. Making sure that we're also becoming emotional adults for decisions is important to make sure we're not making decisions from negative emotion. And a lot of people do this without realizing they're doing it. So actually, I had a friend today, we were on a walk, and he was asking me about two job opportunities that he could have. And he said, what would you do in the situation? What would you advise your clients to do? And I told him I would never make a decision from negative emotion. 
I would always do it from neutral or positive, ideally some kind of positive, like excitement. Um, but even neutral is good and like a place of calm or peace, right? His particular problem was financial. When he was talking to me about it, it sounded like he was making the decision from fear. And that's where he was coming from. And if you know, if you guys know anything about big decisions or especially like financial decisions, you never want to make it from fear. People do this too all the time in the stock market. You'll see what'll happen is like prices will go down. And then out of fear, people will take their money out. And when I, I've only been to a couple like consulting meetings about my money and investing things. But when I first opened up my 401k, um, the one thing that really stuck out that I remember it is my financial advisor said, when the money's down and you pull out from fear, what you're doing is locking in your losses. So it's never good to make a decision from fear or from feeling uncertain or from disempowerment. And again, that's why it's so important to take full responsibility for your emotions, because when you're responsible for your emotions, hundred percent then you are completely empowered to make decisions. And most likely you won't be making them from negative emotion. It's very rare that you have to be in a place of negative emotion. I, I actually don't know if you'd ever have to be in a place of negative emotion when you're coming from emotional, emotional adulthood. All right, so just to recap, we are coming from emotional adulthood, taking full responsibility for our emotions, and we're also not going to make decisions from negative emotion. All right, part three, decision-making. A lot of times people make decisions and then when they make it, they'll beat themselves up after. And just like a common example that I'm sure we're all familiar with is like if you're on a diet and you decide to have the donut at eight o'clock at night because you had a moment of just like, you know, I'm just not feeling it. I'm going to eat the donut. What happens afterwards is that we beat ourselves up, we shame ourselves, and we make it way worse because what happens from shame and guilting ourselves, we usually do more of the thing that we weren't supposed to do in the first place because we go, screw it. I'm already beating myself up. I might as well just enjoy a donut from shame. Shame, guilt, beating ourselves up usually creates more undesirable results. And when it comes to decision making, there's no, you know, there's no exception there. So I just want to offer when you're making decisions, it's going to be a lot easier to make decisions if you're doing them from a place of knowing that you're going to have your back no matter the outcome. And when you make decisions from emotional adulthood and typically not from negative emotion, then you are most likely going to be making a decision that's going to be the best outcome for you in the future. So like you've got your own back because you're making a decision from an emotionally sound place. So there's no reason to beat yourself up at the other side of it. And if something doesn't go as planned, then you just have to have compassion and redirect and you know make another decision how to fix it or just move forward with your original decision. There really is no benefit that comes from beating yourself up. You always wanna have your back. And this is hard, right? This is why a lot of people have problems making decisions because they don't trust themselves. They don't typically make them from a place of emotional adulthood. So they're going to make a decision that maybe isn't the best option if they would have had a more level emotional head. And then they beat themselves up for it. Don't beat yourself up. Stop beating yourself up for decisions you're making. You obviously are making decisions because you want to better your life. And that's why you're so strung out because you're scared you're going to make a wrong one. So just make sure that whatever happens, you come at it from an emotionally sound place and you don't hurt yourself by just creating unnecessary suffering with your thoughts afterward. All right, so the fourth little part of this I wanna throw on is emotional numbing. So this is really important. I have this kind of like, I, I like visuals. So I had a visual a while back that I came up with this thing called the emotional genie or the genie in the bottle, right? So like we all have this gut instinct that kind of tells us when we're on the right or wrong path, right? Like you kind of just know immediately if something's the right option. And then what happens typically is we have that gut feeling and then our like thinking logical brain gets involved and all of our like negative emotion gets there. And then we like take a thousand years to make a decision that really we knew the answer to within the first five seconds. 
And the reason I call it the genie in the bottle is because typically our gut feeling is going to tell us like when we shouldn't do something. Like we've all had that feeling, right? It's not as often that it tells us exactly what to do. It's usually what not to do. And if anybody's ever seen Aladdin, like the genie's like, all right, uh, there's three things you shouldn't do. You can't wish for. And then everything else is up for you. I'm not really going to tell you exactly what to wish for, but I'm going to kind of help you guide you along. So your gut's kind of like your little genie in the bottle. Now, what happens when we're constantly numbing over our emotion? We're also numbing over that genie in our bottle. And that's how people get so lost feeling in life. So by now, I'm sure you've been beaten to death by emotional numbing and what that is. But I think I'm going to always bring it up because it's such a powerful thing in our life that people do unconsciously that really screws up your like natural GPS genie in the bottle system. So when we're constantly numbing over our emotions, it just makes it really hard to have any intuition on how to move forward. And it also makes it really hard to know what we want and what we don't want because we're numbing over our emotions that are going to act as guides for our thinking. And that kind of intuition is all mucked up when we start numbing over. So when people come to me and they say, I don't know what I want to do with my life, and this can kind of double over to, I don't know what decision to make. The first thing that we work on is really learning how to feel your emotions. And really the first step of learning how to feel your emotions is stopping all the things that you're doing to numb over them. So if you are trying to make a big decision in your life and you're like eating a lot of foods that you don't necessarily need to eat, like you see yourself eating and, um, you know, when your body's not hungry, maybe you're drinking a lot of alcohol, maybe you're vaping a lot, uh, maybe you're watching social media like all the time or watching porn or constantly distracting yourself by being around friends. Like I really just want to offer to learn how to feel your emotions by just distancing yourself from all the things you're doing that's distracting yourself from them. So once we stop numbing over, I would say our negative emotions, we're also stopping to numb over our positive emotions. And what is going to happen is that we're going to have more wants and desires naturally. Um, I think I talked about Brooke's desire tank a couple episodes ago, where we only have so much desire, right? So if we're constantly desiring sugary foods or alcohol or porn's a big one or social media, then what happens is we're not actually saving enough of our desire in our desire tank to have natural wants. And those natural wants are always going to be a deciding factor in our decisions. They're going to help us a lot along with our initial gut instinct um, in our emotional adulthood. All right. So just to finish up the little process that I have, I'm going to go over everything. So the first part of making decisions, I would say, is getting into emotional adulthood. So taking full responsibility for your emotions. All right. And then next, I would say that you want to get to a neutral or positive place of emotion. And how you do this is really start generating some thoughts that are going to get you to that place. So for example, for calm, how, how I get to a calm place to make decisions is I say to myself something like this, this is going to be worked itself out exactly as it's supposed to. This is going to go exactly as it needs to go. And that takes me out of fear, right? It takes me out of worrying about how much money is in my bank account, how many clients I have coming, what my parents think, what my brothers think I should do, what anybody else thinks I do. And it just goes, okay, the universe has my back. I just need to take a deep breath and get to this place of calm. So that's how I would approach that. So next, you also want to make sure that you're not numbing over any emotions. So I would say just in general, you don't want to make any big decisions from a place of any kind of emotional distortion. So like maybe put your phone away. Don't do any kind of like drinking maybe that night or the night before or any kind of alcohol. Make sure there's no drugs in your system because you want to be in a place where you're emotionally, again, not distorted or numb of any emotions that might be, you know, kind of guiding you what to do. And finally, you want to just make sure that you have your own back. And again, because you're making this decision from an emotionally responsible place, and you've deliberately chosen an emotion to be making the decision from, then you're going to be putting yourself up in the best position to make a good decision for yourself. So there's no reason to beat yourself up at the other side of it, even if it doesn't go how you thought it should. 
I've made a lot of big decisions in my life. And up until I had all of these tools and life coaching, I was making decisions very, very, I would say fiery. Like I would have negative emotion build up and build up and build up until I couldn't take it anymore. And then I would snap and make a decision out of that negative emotion and that like being fed up place. And I think that a lot of us are very familiar with doing that. Um, a lot of us wait around in jobs that we absolutely hate until like we, we can't take it anymore. We like literally cannot do the job anymore because there's so much negative emotion or until something bad happens. Right. So like a lot of people put off making decisions like quitting to smoke or starting coaching until an emergency comes up. And again, it comes from a place of negative emotion and being forced into it. And then I want to throw this in. I've read a lot of self-help books where they talk about creative energy versus competitive energy. And when you're making big decisions from your life, I believe it's better to come from creative energy. So let's think about this. Like a creative energy would be love, peace, calm, and a competitive energy would be something like fear, competition, uh, scarcity, anger. When we make decisions from survival emotions like those, we usually just get surviving results. And when we make decisions from creative energy like love, calm, peace, we're going to have better results. You always want to be making decisions from a place of good intention. Or again, if you can't get to good, at least try to get to neutral. And again, I don't think that there's one right choice ever. I just think there's choices that lead to results. <laughs> and sometimes we make choices from a place of scarcity and get results that we wouldn't really prefer over choices we could have made in not scarcity. All right, guys. And just to add this last piece, because this is a life coaching podcast, I always want to remember, remember I always want to remind you that you can literally do whatever you want. Your current belief systems are entirely limiting you. <laughs> To the current results you have. And if you're happy with your current results, that's awesome. But what I see happen a lot of times with people is that they make decisions based on their belief systems that are very limiting. So like they go, do I want this job or this job? And they never actually see that a way bigger life is completely an option. So I just want to always offer, in addition to all the tools that I've talked about in this episode, like really question what you believe is possible. And by now, you guys, I'm sure are familiar with a lot of the decisions that I made in my life were coming off of belief systems that I was holding that really had nothing to do with reality. So like when I had first got out of high school, I thought that my two only options were to go to college and like get something I wasn't interested in, like an accountant um, or just go get like a, my dad like drove concrete trucks. So like some kind of a job like that where I was doing like more labor and I never even imagined owning my own business and doing it in a way that I wanted and just creating money for myself through my own interests. So my point is before you make the decision that you have in front of you, you really want to question if there are any better decisions that exist that are possible for you. And the chances are there's a million of them. So just never make a decision from a limited perspective when possible. Well, how do you know if your perspective is limited? Well, it'd be really good for you to get a life coach and spend like two or three sessions literally just talking about what you want and what is possible in life. I'm telling you, it's worth it. So thank you guys so much for your time today. What a fantastic episode. Get out there and make some decisions on your life and do it from a place of complete emotional control and maturity. Thank you guys. Have a fantastic week. I'll talk to you later.